Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hola, my friends. Ready for part three of our Fat to Fit series? I am feeling like this is going to be a really, really great one. And I think it's going to be the last uh, episode in this mini series. The next one will be a Q&A, I am thinking, based on your questions about this three-part series. And in part one, we talked about fear. Fear of change, fear of missing out, and how to make changes to your eating habits in a way that leads to fat loss without the all or nothing mentality or our normal dieting mindset. And then in part two, we talked about the good stuff, or at least what I consider the good stuff, um, the highest impact stuff, the mindset stuff. If you have not yet listened to parts one and two, episodes 158 and 159, I really think that you should take a few minutes, listen to those. Today's episode will be more helpful to you if you have already listened to parts one and part two. So my preference would be that you listen to parts one and two before listening to this one. Obviously, if you guys have questions about this episode or about part one or two, let me know. Tell me on Facebook or on Instagram. Email me. I will be putting together the questions for a Q&A episode. Today, we're going to talk about fitness, exercise, moving your body in a way that maximizes fat loss. Now, I've said this a million times before, but it is worth repeating for those of you who have already heard it, but also because we get new people every single week. Mindset and nutrition come first before fitness, okay? Think about it. What keeps you from making quality food choices consistently? Your thoughts, your fears, your emotions, temptations, stress. So we have to remove those barriers first. And then once we remove those barriers, then we want to focus on getting really consistent with our food choices. Nutrition is the primary driver of fat loss, not fitness. 90% or more of your results will come from your food choices. But obviously to master your food choices, we have to master the mindset side of things, okay? You cannot out-exercise, a bad diet. I know a lot of people say that, and I know you've probably heard it before, but so many people focus on the movement side of things when that attention and that effort and that focus would produce more results if they applied it to either mindset or nutrition first. So if you are currently struggling, if you feel like temptation is stronger than you are, if you're feeling like you're in a rut of making excuses or not being consistent or just being in a negative headspace about the journey, let me be clear. Now is not the time to add in a fitness routine. 
okay? Because we have that finite amount of energy and attention and focus, and it will do more for you if it is invested in the mindset side of things, which really controls your choices, or the nutrition side of things. When you try to do everything at once, you feel overwhelmed, you get frustrated, your consistency falters, and then you do that on again, off again thing, eroding your confidence every step of the way. But if you are currently working out and you want to make sure you're being as efficient as possible with your workouts so that you get the most fat loss possible for your body, or if you're feeling like you're in a really good solid place in your journey that you're ready to take on something new, then this episode is for you. Now, I've put together what I think are the three pillars for making your workouts insanely effective for fat loss, right? Really moving the needle of fat loss and making the most out of the time that you have to work out. I want to share with you first, though, um, kind of the things that people do wrong from uh, the way they think about exercise or the way they go about exercise. And I also wanted to let you know that I put together for you a list of fat loss workouts that meet these pillars that I'm going to share with you, as well as a few key resources of things that you could have at home. So these are all workouts you can do at home with very minimal equipment, all right? And I'm going to talk more about them when we get a little bit further on in today's episode. But if you want to get your hands on those workouts, these are workouts I do on the days that I'm not working out with my trainer, that I'm not at the gym, so they can be very, very easily done at home. All you need to do to get them, you can either go to the show notes page for today's episode. You can find the show notes at primalpotential.com. Just hit the podcast tab. All the episode show notes pages are right there. Or if you've got your phone right now, text the word get moving, no space, get moving to the number 33444. So you're going to text the number 33444 and all you're going to put in the text message is get moving with no space, and then you'll get those workouts as well as the couple of pieces of equipment that you can have at home to really be able to do absolutely anything. Uh, Just kind of rounds out. You don't need much, uh, but a couple of things can be really helpful. Some of them require no equipment at all, so don't sweat it. That's not a prereq, just letting you know that those recommendations are in there. So let me take a second and share the four common mistakes that I see most often related to fitness, either how we think about fitness or how we go about fitness. And then I want to talk about those three pillars for making sure the workouts you're doing are super, super effective for uh, fat loss. All right. So one thing that I see all of the time and... I get it because I used to feel this way too, but I really want to help people stop feeling this way. And that is this sense of guilt or dread about working out. And I'll tell you what I mean. I get a lot of emails from people who say, I'm a mess. I'm not doing the work. I'm frustrated. I've been overeating, overindulging. I can't seem to pull myself together. I really need to get my butt to the gym. No, friend, you don't. We need to focus on solving the problem that is instead of the problem that isn't. If you are currently overeating, overindulging, making excuses, falling for that all or nothing way of thinking, guys, that has nothing to do with the gym, nothing to do with working out. You could get to the gym three times a week, every single week, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's even going to touch the actual issue that you are having with your food choices and the thought processes that you have in place that allow you to justify and or talk yourself into or out of being on again, off again. 
So I don't have anything against working out. I love it. It's very important to me. But dude, take the pressure off, right? There's no need to do all of the things. And you're overwhelming yourself when you don't need to, right? Before you convince yourself that you need to eat less and eat better and drink less and exercise more, no, you don't. No, you don't. You need to focus on the big rocks. And I'm sorry, that is not fitness, okay? Guys, we got to do less if we want to get more because what happens when we feel like we have to do everything is that we end up doing very little because we're overwhelmed and we're stressed out before we even start. The other challenge that I see really, really, really common is overeating in response to exercise. This is huge. Unless you're doing ultra marathon training or something special that's like this multi-hour daily commitment of intense work, you do not need a special pre or post or both workout meal, snack, shake, bar, whatever. That is marketing. It's simpler than that, guys. It's way simpler than that. Eat real food, move your body, right? 99.9% of us, myself included, and I work out intensely pretty much every day. We do not need these pre and post workout meals or snacks, whether they're real food or not. We don't need it, right? I see this with new exercisers and existing exercisers. Elizabeth, what do you what do you recommend for a post-workout meal? I don't know, dinner? Well, what, do you, what do you recommend for pre-workout? Mmm, breakfast sounds good, right? I'm not saying you have to work out fasted. You can. You don't have to. You, What you need to do is pay attention to what makes you feel your best in your workout, what makes you perform your best in your workout, and what generates for you the best fat loss results. What I'm saying most strongly, what I really want to get across is you most likely don't need those shakes, those drinks, those bars, or those protein cookies, Right? You need to pay attention also to the way you think about your workouts and what happens on the days you work out in terms of your food choices. And what I'm talking about here is lots of people who find themselves justifying overindulging because they have this sense that they like earned it in their workout, okay? If you find yourself in this trap where you tend to overindulge more following a workout than on days you don't work out. If your goal is fat loss, I would rather see you dial back your workouts and eat cleaner, or if you can, stop justifying the overindulging with the fact that you worked out, right? The other problem that I see a lot or mistake that people make is stressful exercise. And I've talked in previous episodes about chronic cardio and the difference in the hormonal signaling between something like distance running versus interval training, high intensity, short duration. So I'm not going to spend my time talking about the different stress responses on fat loss because I've already done that. But what I do want to point out is that a lot of people fall into the trap of more is more. When it comes to exercise and most things, More is not more. Now, working out is a stressor on your body. Now, short bursts of acute stress are healthy. They're good for you. It keeps your body firing on all cylinders, and it accelerates fat burning, and it increases your body's fuel consumption. 
But more isn't more because more leads to a chronic stress response, over-exercising, right? Doing exercises like distance running that keep your body's stress response overextended, that tells your body there's a threat. And when your body perceives a threat, it's going to conserve energy, not burn it. It's going to protect and hang on tight to your body's precious fuel reserves, not burn them. If you are in this camp of more is more and you feel like you're working out all the time and you're not getting the results that you want, it very well may be because you're working out all the time. The last challenge that I want to talk about, the kind of mistake that I see a lot of people making is lack of stimulus, where there's no real response required from your body, right? We're going to talk in a minute about how fitness for fat loss is a game of stimulus response, but for now right, and pointing out the things that people do wrong, I want to say that many people do not challenge their bodies when they work out, right? They're showing up and they're going through the motions, which is great for mobility and great for blood flow, but not so great for fat loss, right? We need to challenge our bodies. And this doesn't mean we need to throw around big barbells, right? And it doesn't mean that we can't challenge our bodies if we're injured, We can. We can do it if we're injured. We can do it without big barbells, but we have to challenge the body in one way or another. Little arm circles or a feel-good jaunt on the elliptical while you watch Young and the Restless. Is that even on anymore? It's not going to cut it for fat loss. So let's establish what I mean about this stimulus response thing, and then we will go into what I consider the pillars of your effective workouts for fat loss. When we work out and the goal is fat loss, we want to change our body shape. We want to burn fat and we want our body to become tighter and leaner. We are looking for our physical body to change. We are not looking to burn calories. We are looking for our physical body to change, to change shape. Changing shape happens when we burn fat. Changing shape happens when our muscles get stronger, regardless of whether or not the muscles get larger. So we're not talking about building muscle, though that's a great thing. There's nothing wrong with it. And I think that it generally makes your body look smaller. But we want to change our shape. Some women that I work with will say that, you know, after working out, doing some squats and things like that, their butt measurements went up. But when they post a picture, their butt looks so much smaller. And that is because we're changing our shape, burning fat on the hips and bringing those glutes up higher and tighter and stronger. That is changing shape. That is what we want. Now, our bodies need to respond in order for change to happen. And the greater the stimulus we apply, the greater the response we get. So this is not a time game. It's not about more minutes in the gym, more minutes on the treadmill. It is about stimulus and response. Think about it this way, not to like borrow a real life example from current political events or anything, but if I like tap you, if I just tap on your arm, you might move your arm a little bit, but you might not. Minor stimulus, minor response, if any, right? Now, if I shove you, greater stimulus, you might stumble, greater response. If I cold clock you in the face, you'll drop to the ground, promise. Greater stimulus, greater response. And we just we just got a little aggressive there. I think that might be the first time I've ever said cold clocked on the show. <laughs> 
Hopefully the last two, but anyway. But your body is the same way. Now, if you're thinking that I'm suggesting you have to throw around huge weights, let's not make assumptions, all right? So to keep you from getting carried away by your own thoughts, because that's not what I mean, I, I don't want you thinking like, I can't go fast or I can't lift heavy. Let me share with you what I think are the three pillars of stimulus and response when it comes to fitness for fat loss. Number one is maximum muscle recruitment. Number two is tension, and number three is intensity. And I'm gonna go through these one at a time and then get practical about how to achieve these pillars. And the goal is not to have all three in every workout, right? You wanna be certain you have one, and what I wanna challenge you to do is make sure you have two of these three pillars in the majority of your workouts. Muscle recruitment is the first one, and this is about engaging as much of your muscle mass in a given movement or workout. Obviously, we have like tons of different muscle groups, right? Some movements or exercises only engage a couple of small muscle groups. Other movements engage practically all of your muscle groups. Your whole body is working, right? This is kind of a matter of getting a bigger bang for your buck. You want your whole body working, your whole body. So if we think about a tricep extension, right, where we're holding a weight and then we're just extending our arm at the elbow to work the tricep, tricep extensions, bicep curls, those are examples of not having maximum muscle recruitment. You're just using a couple of muscle groups. Now, movements like kettlebell swings or burpees or front squats are examples of having maximum muscle recruitment. Your whole body is engaged in those kinds of things. And from a fat loss perspective, we will get a greater benefit with greater muscle recruitment because there's just a bigger bang for your buck. More of your body is working. More of your body is getting a stimulus applied to it and therefore more of your body responds or your body responds in a more significant way way. The second pillar is tension. And this is another one that is absolutely essential for this stimulus response notion of fitness for fat loss. If you're using five pound dumbbells that are super light and you're doing little arm circles hoping to burn the fat off the back of your arms, not a good use of your time. Very little stimulus, very little response. You're not putting your muscles under tension. They're like, yeah, okay, arm circles, right? Think about it like this. If you're sitting next to your spouse on the couch, and for whatever reason, is that a rhyme, spouse, couch? No, not really, kind of. Anyway, shiny things. If you're sitting next to next to your spouse on the couch, and you decide you just want to like mess with them, you want to aggravate them, if I'm telling you something about my personality and how I like to mess with people, whatever. If you can't relate to this, just go with the example. But you want to kind of like get a rise out of them. So you just start kind of like tapping on their arm really gently. Tap, 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 tap. They might ignore you because they can, because you're not really doing anything. Like you're there and they know it, like whatever. That is the equivalent of your little five pound arm circles. But then you pinch them really, really hard. <laughs> you're going to get a response, right? <laughs> that is the idea of tension. We get more from a workout, from a fat loss perspective, when we place our muscles under greater tension. And this is the pillar about the weight that we lift. Now there's no magic number here in terms of like, well, is 15 pounds tension or is 100 pounds tension? You know, for my 95 year old grandmother to do a shoulder press with a five pound dumbbell would be like legit tension for her. For me, 
That would be a total joke, right? A good rule of thumb, and my trainer, Nathan, who's working with us in the Fat Loss Fast Track, he's writing workouts for those folks. He and I were talking about this the other day, like how do you tell somebody when you're not training them in person how to find that weight that is representative of tension for you, right? This is going to be different for everybody. First, you want to make sure you're using a weight that allows you to keep good form. You don't want to be so many, and this is not to be stereotypical, but I mean, it's just the way it is. Stereotypes aren't stereotypes when they're real, or are they? I don't know. Anyway, different conversation for a different day. But sometimes you'll go into a gym and you'll see this macho man who's trying to like have a max bench press and his form is sloppy and awful, but he doesn't care. He just wants to say, I can bench X amount of weight. You never want to use a weight that sacrifices form. Form always comes first because when we have sloppy form, not only are we risking injury, but from my perspective, more important than that, we don't get the benefit because we're not doing the movement the way it's intended to do. And so we're not going to get the same kind of results as if we have proper form. So you always want to use a weight that allows you to keep great form, right? But not a weight that you could pick up and keep great form for, say, 25 reps, right? When you're trying to put your muscles under tension, a good test is how many reps can I crank out with good form? If it's not more than 10 to 15, it's probably a good working weight for you unless it's like under 10. If you can only do six or seven reps and then your form starts to crack, then that's probably too heavy, right? But if you can easily do more than 10 to 15, it's probably too light, and variety is the spice of life here, guys. In the workouts that I'll be sharing with you, I already told you how to get them, but I'll tell you again in a minute, uh, in this week's free little guide, you'll use lighter weights because you're doing higher reps. If I'm working out at the gym with my trainer and the workouts I'm sharing with you are things I do at home um, for a real great intense fat loss workout when I don't have super heavy weights. But if I'm at the gym and I'm doing five sets of three reps, then I'm going to do it a heavier weight than if I'm doing 20 reps, right? All right, so the tension is the name of the game for that. And then the third pillar I want to talk about is intensity. And intensity is not about weight. Intensity is about effort, going all out. If I'm doing, like the example I just gave, five sets of three reps of a back squat, intensity is not the goal. Tension and muscle recruitment are the goals there. But if I'm doing an EMOM, which stands for every minute on the minute, of say jump rope and burpees, then my goal is to push hard. My goal is intensity. It is not paced. It is all out maximum effort for whatever it is that you are doing. So for example, maybe you wanna do 100 kettlebell swings for time. The goal of that is not tension. It's not to pick up a weight that breaks you off after 10, no. It's to do 100 swings in as little time as possible so your intensity is high. And then what else do you have there in that example? It's not about tension. It's about intensity and then muscle recruitment, right? Your maximum effort. So that could be running sprints. It could be sprints on the rowing machine. It could be sprints on a spin bike, doing burpees as quickly as you could, or box jumps or jump rope. So no matter what your physical limitations are, just like tension, intensity is relative, relative to you and what you can do. 
Now, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, the gold standard here is to combine two of these pillars in your workout. So let me give you some examples. The combination of pillar one, maximum muscle recruitment, and pillar two, tension, would be like small sets of heavy back or front squats because their maximum muscle recruitment, because think about it, if I'm doing a back squat or a front squat, I'm working my glutes, my hamstrings, my quads, my core, my shoulders are engaged, right? So I'm using most of the muscle groups in my body and then it's under tension because I'm doing a heavy weight for smaller sets. So that's a combination of pillars one and two, maximum muscle recruitment and tension. Now, if we wanted to do maximum muscle recruitment and intensity, that would be like a workout of burpees or jump rope, where the goal is speed and effort, maximum effort, right? But it's also maximum muscle recruitment because when we're doing burpees, which you might also know as an up-down, you are engaging your full body, right? Absolutely, for sure. Or if we wanted to do a workout that's tension and intensity, right? Having your, your muscles under tension or weight as well as intensity, that would be going for a lower weight, but with a goal of speed or duration. Something that because of the pace or the duration leads to legitimate muscle fatigue. Your muscles are for sure under tension. Like, let's say, for tension and intensity, I said, I want you to do 100 push-ups as fast as you can. The push-up is not the maximum amount of weight you can press, but man, is it going to feel heavy as heck after, you know, 20, 30, 40, right? So we want to take advantage of these pillars in combination. Maximum muscle recruitment with intensity. Tension with maximum muscle recruitment. Intensity with tension. Whatever the combination is, ask yourself when you do the workout, if I'm just strolling along on the elliptical while I watch TV, what's the deal there? And again, too, remember that what we're talking about today is the most effective and efficient fitness for fat loss. If you just want to go for a stroll, that's cool, go for a stroll. But let's not say that it's like the most effective thing for fat loss. Or if you know that jogging creates a stress response, but it's like your happy place, it's your meditation zone, then that's cool. Let's just acknowledge that it's not the most effective for fat loss. So if you want to get your hands on these workouts as well as a couple of resources to allow you to do so much good stuff while spending a couple of bucks and be able to do it at home, you can text the word get moving, no space, get moving, G-E-T-M-O-V-I-N-G, to the number 33444. That's get moving, no space, to the number 33444. Or you can just go to the show notes page for today's episode. You just go to primalpotential.com. Right at the top, there's a little button that says podcast. All the show notes pages are right there. So let me know what you think of those. If you try the workouts, let me know. If you have questions, let me know. Um, I think that you'll really enjoy them. Okay, what I ate yesterday. Um, coconut butter. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I mentioned this the other day too. I have a jar and a spoon and I just was feeling it. I was hungry when I woke up because I had an intense workout the day before. Uh, I had a couple of teaspoons of coconut butter with my coffee. And then after my workout, I wanted something like Swedish, decadent-y. Um, so I had mixed up almond butter 
with some coconut oil or coconut butter, one or the other, I don't know, uh, and cocoa powder and just like mixed it together and then rolled it into balls and then melted dark chocolate with some coconut oil and dipped it in that. So it was kind of like peanut butter balls, but kind of not. I think I had like two of those. But here's the thing. If you make those and you end up eating 30, don't bother making them. Like if they're going to represent a real challenge for you, then let it go. Don't. Uh, and that was me for a really long time. Then I had Brussels sprouts with bacon and eggs. I think two eggs, a slice of bacon, and a whole lot of Brussels sprouts. And then dinner was a very large garden salad with purple onions, tomatoes, and cucumbers. And I had two small pieces of flank steak, like thinly sliced flank steak, two little pieces on top of the salad. So that is what I ate yesterday. If you have questions about this fat to fit series, any part of it at all, shoot me an email, let me know, let me know on social media so that I can make sure to incorporate those questions in the Q&A episode that'll be coming up in our next podcast. Talk to you guys soon. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.